0: Welcome to the Bruins-Benders Podcast Season 2, Episode 30, Bruins-Panthers Game 2 Recap with Maddie and Smitty, brought to you on the Inside the Rink Podcast Network. InsideTheRink.com is your one-stop shop for all your NHL and ECHL news, insight, and analysis. Follow on Twitter at Inside underscore the underscore rink. And download the Inside the Rink app and subscribe to Inside the Rink's YouTube page. Smitty will let us know about ESPN+. Plus. Yeah, you could
1: sign up for ESPN Plus uh, and watch the Bruins, I guess, if you want to. Uh, I don't know if you'd want to watch them after tonight. But you can go to the Inside the Rink website to sign up. You go to com slash ESPN. I have ESPN Plus. I love all of the out-of-market NHL playoff hockey, college sports, and much, much more. So sign up for ESPN Plus at insidetherink.com slash ESPN.
0: Well, this was a real stinker. Tonight uh, at the Garden, uh, Florida wins it 6-3 to, to even the series at one game apiece. Story of the game, uh, ESPN had the Bruins for 15 giveaways in this one, um, and Florida never trailed. They Every time the Bruins answered, Florida had an answer pretty much right away, and that uh, third period was epically poor, and this is a team that was plus 54 on the season just in the third period alone. And Florida was minus six in the third period alone during the regular season. And, uh, you know, the Bruins just were out of sorts. To me, it seemed like they just were trying to do too much too quickly with the puck. And and there were times in the game where it would be the Bruins had it, the Panthers had it, the Bruins had it. It It just seemed like they were rushing and it got worse as the game went on. And their defense is having a really hard time with the forechecking of the Panthers
1: they are having a hard time and they they are rushing and i wonder if it's the forecheck of the panthers i mean they 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 came in heavy and hot on them in the in the early stages of game 1 and and gave the bruins big problems with their forecheck uh the bruins seemed to figure it out as the game went along in the third you know they had a lead so uh, it's a little bit of a different story they can kind of chip pucks out and and be a little more defensive and protect but uh yeah, it, it it was one of the worst third periods they've played in a long, long time. Probably the worst third period easily in a month. Um, but with the stakes uh, in this one, probably the worst third period of the season. Um, you know, they give up a goal 22 seconds into the third. Uh, that seemed to just take all the air out of them. Uh, mm-hmm. Like after that, you know, they had some chances to tie it. You know, Pasternak on the power play has a great setup from Krejci, misses the net short side. Then McAvoy has a, has a cannon from up top, hits the crossbar. Uh, so, they, so they have some, you know, bad luck there or whatever. You know, can't, Pasta can't finish. McAvoy has some bad luck. Um, but then McAvoy in his own zone turns the puck over trying to be a hero. He beats the first guy. Then he tries to beat like two other guys and just passes it to the other team and uh, you can't have that uh, in the playoffs against good teams. And, and you know, Florida comes down and scores. Uh, now it's 4-2, and, and after that, they were just running around like assholes. Like, they had no—they they couldn't figure it out. They couldn't get their game back, and it just went downhill from there. You know, a late goal from Taylor Hall makes it 6-3, um, and, you know, maybe that gets him going. Maybe it, that's, a you know, a good thing in the grand scheme of things that Hall scores— uh, to you know maybe get his confidence up a little bit but uh and then there was a gong show at the end you know everybody's squaring off you know Gudis tries to get after Forebert take gives him a you know a forehand shiver to the back of the head and and, uh, you know, Forbert wants to fight him after that. And, and Gutis is just a bitch. He's not going to fight. He's just out there to, to you know, stir things up and and whatnot. And that's what his game is. So you have to, you know, you can't take the bait. Although in that particular situation, I would have loved to have seen Forbert get a, get a hold of him uh, a little mm-hmm. bit. But, uh, yeah, a really, really disappointing effort and a disappointing third period from the Bruins.
0: You know, and ho- <clears throat> hopefully this is... Uh... Just kind of one of those wake up calls and they come back in game three and play much better. But I, I it's really concerning and we were we were concerned with their pucks puck management the last few weeks of the season yeah, uh, and now in the playoffs against a really good team where it gets tightened up there, you can't bail yourself out at the end of the game anymore like they did for much of the last three to four weeks of the season and where they would win games they really had no business winning mm-hmm. and they would win it at the end or they win it at a three on three or in the shootout or whatever but now you can't you can't do that in the playoffs so that's, that's concerning to me and I, you know, look I think the Bruins are much better than the Panthers I think if it's an even game I think the Bruins win pretty much every single time. But I think if you keep turning the puck over and giving the Panthers chances, then it's it's just going to create even more pressure on you, even more stress on you, and then you're going to be holding the stick a little tighter. You're going to start to think, oh, we're we going to blow this great season, uh, and, and it's, the pressure's going to build, and I, that's what I'm concerned about. Like, it happens again in Game 3. You don't play well, you lose. Now are they really starting to press you really starting to feel the heat.
1: Yeah, and, and, the, and the other thing I worry about is the turnovers are just egregious. Like you talked about yeah, a little bit. Like, yeah. you know, five of the Panthers' seven goals are unforced turnovers by Bruins players, like where we just gave it to them. So, it, you know, like you said, if it's an even series, the Bruins win. Mm-hmm. If the Bruins take care of the puck, they win. Right. But they're not taking care of the puck now. And, you know, you have to give, I guess, some credit to the Panthers for for forcing those mistakes. But a lot of it is unforced. They're not they're not doing anything other than, you know, the Bruins are just, you know, making dumb plays with a puck and the Panthers are capitalizing. They're finishing their chances. So, I mean, but this is a team that can score goals. I mean, they have talent. They won the president's trophy last year. You know, it's a series now. It's a series. Uh, you know they got the split they wanted in Boston, so now the Bruins have to go down there and do the same.
0: Right. Um, all right. Seven chirps now, and sponsored by Lops Brewing. Lops are brewing and tasting room in downtown Woonsocket, Rhode Island, specializing in small batch ales and lagers. It's open seven days a week. Use the po- coupon code Sports to get ten percent off your online order. Go to lopsbrewing.com and follow them at Lops Brewing on social media for new beers and events. Chirp number one. Is Patrice Bergeron more injured than we think? Yes, he really is. He is. I, I was watching that video of him, of him skating around and stuff, not super hard, and then a lot of bending over, like a lot of sort of bending over after he would skate around the net and come back, and then kind of slouch. and uh, Evidently, it may be a back injury. I don't know, but it's look, it, <laughs> he's. Sh- he would be playing. I mean, this is a guy who played with a punctured lung. Mm-hmm. This is a guy who's played with, you know, broken ribs and and all yep. this other stuff. He would be playing if he could. And I and I don't buy this whole. Well, they're just gonna make sure he's a hundred percent. No, he'd be playing if he could play.
1: Yeah, uh, he absolutely would be playing if he could yeah. play. I mean, you said it. He played with a with a punctured lung. He played with broken ribs. Uh, you know, he's played through broken noses. He's played with you know, a partially separated shoulder, I believe. Like, he mm-hmm. will play through pain and injury if he can. So the mm-hmm. fact that he's not playing, it's not an illness, obviously, after they said after game one, it's not an illness. It's an injury, and it's more substantial than we think. And, yes. you know, I hope that he comes in at some point during this series. But, um, you know, from that video, it doesn't look like game three would be an option. You Maybe no. you'll get him back for game five, you know, you know, if you get a little extra time, you know, maybe they can stick sp- a Wednesday. You know
0: that that game yeah.
1: Five. So there's yeah. so they play Friday and Sunday down there, and then I think they don't play until Wednesday up here for Game Five. So right. maybe you get them back for Game Five, Um, you know, if you're lucky. But you know, the 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 video was not encouraging at all,
0: not no, at all. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. And there were a lot of fans saying, "Well, you know, he's he's back on the ice, and this is great," and but it just looked like he was trying like hell. To, to to stretch it out or to or to, to to get get it loosened up or something and it and it just didn't seem like it was happening um, and I just think that and when asked about it Monty said that you know he didn't he didn't necessarily rule out that we, that he would miss the entire series when he was asked about it so this is concerning and they missed Bergeron and people were saying well it's just so deep and they were five and zero you know without Bergeron this year but you saw it tonight face off dot uh, puck possession, you know, just the overall leadership of Bergeron and the, the way he plays makes a big difference. And I think they miss him terribly. It also, so, it, they do, they do miss him terribly.
1: Yes, and he, 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 he also slots everybody into the proper roles. You saw it right. with Florida when they got Sam Bennett back tonight, right. everybody kind of was back into the roles that they should be in. You know, Coyle's not a number two center. He's a number three center. So, you know, you need those guys to be in the proper places to get everybody else, you know, where they should be in the lineup. And then they miss them on face They miss his smarts. They miss his hockey IQ. They miss his, you know, the right, making the right play at the right time, getting the puck out when it's needed to get out on the penalty kill, just all around everywhere. he, is the consummate 200 foot player and you need those guys in the playoffs. So let's not pretend like, you know, you're missing one of your best players on the team and it's not a big loss. Let's not pretend that.
0: No. Yeah. I mean, the, the centers, you know, the top three centers tonight combined minus six, you know, it's just, you know, it just was I mean, they, they do miss him and they really need him back. And if they don't have him back then they definitely come, you know. The, it becomes more of an even series than it would have been uh, with the Panthers because now that Bennett's back, I mean they're back to pretty much full strength, mm-hmm. and you aren't. So yeah. it's 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 kind of a big deal. Um, all right, chirp number two. Who coaches this team, Jim Montgomery or Patrice Bergeron? <laughs>
1: I <laughs> uh, I mean Jim, Jim Montgomery coaches the team. Uh he does give a lot of leeway to Bergeron to 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 talk to the team and to say things. I think um uh, something I heard about Monty that I that I kind of like uh is he really tries to keep everything positive and I think mm-hmm. that's one of the big differences between him and Cassidy and why the team responded so well this year is even even in losses and even when things aren't going well he puts kind of a positive spin on it to try to, you know, keep things moving in the in the right direction. You know, he doesn't want people to get down on themselves. You know, if you get down on yourselves, then you lose confidence and you don't play as well. So I think he's trying to keep things positive, uh, even in a loss. But, uh, you know, Bergeron, Marchand, like those are the heart and soul guys of the team. I don't feel like Monty's going to be a guy who's going to rip a – rip them a new asshole or whatever for, for playing poorly. I think that's more of a, like a Nick Felino type of guy is going to do something like that. Uh, or maybe a Marchand, but um, you know, I, I, the coach is Montgomery, but uh, you know, the heart and soul is, is, is Bergeron for sure.
0: What do you think about a timeout tonight? I, you know, I thought, I just thought that there was a time, especially maybe after that goal 22 seconds into the third that I, I thought, thought maybe they could use a timeout at some point just to kind of gather their troops because they were playing a little ragtag and then like you mentioned when it was 4-2 to two, it just became like keystone cops out there.
1: Yeah, I thought so. after after 3-2, I mean they did have a bunch of chances. They had a power play uh, where they moved the puck well and had some really good chances. I think after the 4-2 goal though, I, I think they definitely could have used a timeout at that point because they, they just seemed like that took all the life out of them and, and they needed to regroup there and I timeout maybe could have, uh, you know, pulled them back together.
0: Right. Well, you know, without Run, I think we're going to see like exactly, you know, I, you know, I, I think Jim Montgomery's a good, a good coach. I mean, obviously they won 65 games, but, you know, I, I think there's going to become a time where Montgomery's probably going to have to coach a little bit more. You know, maybe it's not until next season, but I think now, I think there needs to be some adjustments made. He talked about some lineup changes potentially, like this is where he makes a couple of moves here. That, uh, you know, change, change the tide and have it go the other way. So I guess we're going to see just what he can come up with, you know, to help the team. Uh, Chirp3, a big concern was puck management the last few weeks of the season. Hasn't gotten any better. Could it be the ultimate downfall? Uh, it could.
1: Uh, like we talked about before, five of their seven goals were unforced turnovers so far in the series. I mean, the game one goal was Orlov just giving it to Chuck. Uh, Mm -hmm. basically a tape-to-tape pass, um, and and they scored. Uh, The Bruins ended up winning that game, but, um, you know, that was an unforced turnover, the McAvoy turnover. um, You know, they had some other turnovers that were – Bertuzzi had two in the first period that were egregious Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, didn't end up in their net, uh, luckily, but uh, some other ones did, so, um, you know, it it could be their downfall – if they if they if they don't turn the puck over they win the series i mean it's yeah, as simple yeah, as that, that, so that if simple. you if you manage the puck well right. your skill and 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 talent will take over and you will win the series but if right. you keep giving it away in bad parts of the ice you know florida is explosive enough to beat you mm-hmm. so uh yeah it could be their downfall absolutely mm.
0: You know, I think that for large portions of the first couple of games, Florida really hasn't been able to generate all that much as far as danger zone, danger area chances. Like it's been a lot of outside, you know, the Bruins have done a pretty good job. Like that's what's so frustrating is that if you don't turn it over so egregiously many times, Florida really doesn't get that much when you're playing solid like they don't really get that much uh generated on their on their own and that speaks to how good defensively the bruins can be uh, they were far and away the best defensive team with 177 goals allowed like no one everybody else was over 200. like they they generally speaking do a pretty good job in front of their net and they did a good job in the, in game one like just creating like that barricade in front of Elmark, and did a pretty good job other than the all-off turnover but, but tonight it was just like, boy, you, you just left thinking like Panthers aren't really generating all that much just, you know, off the rush or, or, you know, just manufacturing their own offense. They just aren't, but they are when you give them the gr- friggin' puck. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's just really, really maddening. Um, all right. Uh, chirp number five. How uh, are we seeing What's that? Four. Four, yep. straight number four. Bruins' third period was a strength all year. This third, this third period was their worst in a month, uncharacteristic, a blatant disaster. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, it, it, was
1: a des- <laughs> it was a disaster. Yeah. Uh, just an abject disaster. Yes. Uh, 22 seconds in, you know, four and four, you know, they lose the faceoff. They just get, you know, Florida rims it around and, and gets it back to the point for a screenshot goal. McAvoy's trying to tie up. I believe it was Kachuk in front and, uh, you know, couldn't really move him out of the way. And Almack and, uh, didn't see it. And, you know, Montour or whoever picks a spot there. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden you're down. And then they, the wheels just fell off and they were terrible the rest of the third period. I mean, terrible. Uh, yeah. You know, they couldn't, didn't seem like they could catch a fucking pass. I mean, it, it was just like, you know, passes were behind guys, you know, mm-hmm. exploding off the stick. I mean, I'm sure the ice isn't great. But uh, you played on the ice all year, and you lost fucking what eight games at home all year long, or something, right. or yeah. you know whatever it was, four games yeah. all year. I don't, yeah. I don't know what it was. It wasn't very many. Yeah. yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you. I, I'm just, I'm at a complete loss because it really is like the worst, worst period they've played in a long, long time at the worst possible time. I mean, a two-two game going into the third at home. In game two, where you can take a stranglehold on the series, and you and that's what you do. I mean, yeah. come on! I mean, yeah. that's it's I mean, just
0: yeah. To me, when they went when it went two to two, when Martian got that gift was handed to him by Duclair, and he and he buried it. I'm like, okay, like here we go. Like this is where the Bruins are going to really start to, and they did just after the goal. Like they put some chances together. It looked like they've got momentum now. Okay, now let's we're back to it. End of the second period. I'm like, okay, they're gonna come out with one of those really good third periods win the game you know four to two and that'll be it and then 22 seconds in they give up the goal and it was just like wow like that that to me was just you know and credit Panthers I mean they've been they've been pretty resilient they're sticking on what they're doing they're letting the Bruins beat themselves and they're burying the chances they get mm-hmm. and that's you know they're doing a really good job of it uh, all right chirp five are we seeing the end of David Krejci uh,
1: it's possible because uh, he looks uh, slow and, um, you know, he can't, doesn't seem like he can really win puck battles anymore. Like, he just doesn't, no. he just doesn't win battles. He's not fast. He's not great on the faceoff dots. He did, you know, had a couple of good passes, but they were on the power play. So, like, yeah. you know, five on five, that line tonight was garbage. It was terrible. Postanoc, uh and who? Bertuzzi, right? But Yeah. yeah. And they were it was just it was awful. I mean they yeah. they were awful. Uh yeah. and you know if you're if you're top players, I mean the Florida Panthers play top players. I'll play the Bruins top players tonight like yeah. easily.
0: I mean, so so here's my question. Why does he play nearly 20 minutes tonight? Like why is he out there 19 20, yeah, 20?
1: Yeah, I you know I I, you know, was, I mean that I mean that's a that's a that's a question and cuz I thought, you know, Coil was pretty good tonight. Uh, and yeah. has been was pretty good in game one. So right. like maybe you give Coyle a couple of shifts with those guys and right. and and see what see what happens because uh, you know of the forwards I thought
0: Coyle was one of the better ones tonight. Yeah, because he was sixteen eighteen, and and Zaka was sixteen fifty eight, and Nosik was ten forty seven. Like and and Krejci's playing nineteen twenty six and just not playing very well at all. And you know th- this is why I think sometimes like. I get, I get the, you know, Monty with the with the veterans, and this in this train kind of runs itself and everything. But he gets a little starstruck. Like, is he too much like, like starstruck, or too much like just not like just kid gloves with with the veteran guys, like just giving him too much leeway? Like, sit Krech's ass down if he's just not playing that well. Like, and that he doesn't, he did it with Frederick. He did it with Frederick tonight. Who was who it was warranted? He sucked, but you know, can we do that with Krejci? Would, would he do that with guys who really deserve it, who are you know the core of the team, the veterans, the guys who played a thousand games in the league? Will he do that? And that to me, that's that's can be a problem in and, and in a game like tonight. You know, not, you know, in, in the whole Bergeron playing in Montreal thing and all that, like, is can he put his foot down and be like, okay, no, I'm, I'm the coach, this is for the better good of the team. And, you know, do we sit crazy, you know, for a little bit of the game and just let him watch the game and maybe jumpstart him? Because I, I just don't understand why he's playing the second most minutes, like just 15 seconds behind Parsonak. Yeah,
1: I mean behind Martian. I mean, I, I I agree with you. I don't I don't know if you sit him necessarily, but maybe you just put him out there with the third line guys. Just sure. just flop it around. I mean, you've mm-hmm. done that during the season where you've where you've changed lines up when things aren't working. Um, you know, I think maybe probably early on. You know, it's a two two game, so that's probably. You know, what they were thinking is like, you know, keep these guys together. You know, all it takes is one for Pasternak, which is true. Um, but, you know, in the third period, when it starts to get away from you, I, I, I would have expected to see, you know, more Coil, more Zaka than, than Krejci, um, you know, when you're chasing the game, uh, especially.
0: Yeah, it, it, was, uh, it was quite a thing. I just saw on Twitter Trent Frederick was fuming heading to the dressing room, screaming, presumably at Ryan Longberg for attempting to choke him while the two were on the ice. And he wouldn't let go, Lomberg, if you noticed. Uh, he had him in a chokehold. And Frederick had to be restrained as he left the ice. He, he, was, uh, he was livid thinking that Lomberg had crossed the line there. Uh, interesting. Chirp uh, number six, lineup changes for game three. Montgomery says, thinking of changes everywhere, what are some of the changes you may make? Uh, I probably go to Swayman in game
1: three, even though I don't think it was necessarily Almack's fault. Um, some of those long goals didn't love him. Um, I would probably go to Swayman in game three. Um, I think I would go, um, I would bring Grizzlik in, even though I, I, I don't think, um, he's, uh, you know, the P- Panthers are going to pound him, but I mean, he was, you know, plus 50 or 49 or whatever. Like <laughs> right, he was that, yes, second so, yeah. highest plus minus in the league right, yeah, and guess, he's, yeah, and he's on the, you know, on the ninth floor. So I bring uh-huh. him in and, you know, I probably, I probably sit forward, I think. Mm, um, yeah. he hasn't, forward hasn't been in and you've been winning. I think I go back to Grizzly McAvoy, um, and, um, Lindholm, Kylo, and um, Orlov and Clifton, because I think okay. Orlov and Clifton um, make a better third <clears throat> pair. You can't put Grizzly with Clifton; it just won't work. So I no. think I think that's what you have to do. And maybe you know, maybe you give Orlov some shifts with McAvoy there, and, and you know, keep Grizzlick's minutes down a little bit. But he might help with going back to retrieve pucks and making the first pass because that's something that he's good at. Um, you know, and a little more speed back there to to go back and retrieve pucks and 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 make the first pass. So, I would do I would do that. And then on in in the forwards, um, I don't know. You know, do you bring in a guy like Lauco or somebody like that? Um, you know, who else is who else is healthy? There isn't.
0: Yeah, I mean, if Bergeron's not back, then you'd have to do something with the bottom six. You know, and and it had to be it would have to be Lauco.
1: Yeah, maybe Lauko maybe Lauco in for Frederick on yeah. the on the um, I
0: wouldn't mind that because Freddie, you know, he's he's back to being Freddie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it just it, he he was benched for a large portion of that game. You know, Hathaway didn't do much of anything either. He had zero shots, he just he just isn't really adding anything. But like you said, it doesn't change you know, they're not game changers anyway. They're gonna play if even if they're playing well, they're gonna play twelve minutes. Yeah. Uh, so it's not like a, a, a big thing. I, I would like to see Orlov play more. I think, you know, Lindholm has not played well. And I'd like to see, you know, he played two and a half minutes more than Orlov. I'd like to see that flipped. I'd like to see Orlov in the 22 range. Uh, give that a shot. Because Lindholm looks extremely shaky. Uh, he's having a hard time with the forecheck. He's, he's coughing the puck up. He's not... Is He's not skating as smoothly as he was and and look it, can we talk about the friggin ice I mean how can somebody can some i don't know ice expert come in and fix that fucking ice it's It's been years of them being of the garden being one of the worst ice surfaces in the league. Can we do something about that i mean i it's two thousand twenty three you would can think
1: we have a sheet of ice you would think so I mean, with all the events they have there, I mean maybe it gets you know beat up or whatever, you know, it's not the Northlands Coliseum where it's fucking minus 30 outside and and all they do is man. play hockey. I, I thought <laughs> they did like a few years ago. I thought he spent like more money to try to do <laughs> something. I thought he did. That but, ice was awful. Today. I mean, it is. It is awful. And as it heats up here, uh, it's yeah. going to get worse. Yeah, um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's not it's not great. Um, but yeah, they're, they're turning the puck over just Lindholm's turn them, like their defense hasn't played well. Like even Orlov, no. uh, hasn't played well. Um, you know, I thought of, of all the D guys, I thought Kylo had a good game. Um, right. you know, other than Kylo, um, uh, really n- there wasn't anybody that stood out to me as, as you're like, oh yeah, they were, they played well. <laughs> Yeah, you know.
0: I mean the the book on the Bruins is they want to move the puck so quickly and transition so quickly, almost to their detriment, that if you just forecheck hard right away and make them that you know they're going to cough it up quickly. If you can deflect that or make them make an errant pass, then that's a problem. That's going to be a problem for them. Sometimes they don't just take their time because they're so hell bent on transition, get the puck moving north and south. Let's go. It's almost. Detrimental to them. It almost causes them to turn it over too much. And they got that brilliant goaltending all year. Tonight, they really, they just got a, you know, okay goaltending. And that's what happens. You give up five, six goals. <laughs> like, you know, and, and during the season, he was standing on his head a lot of times, playing brilliantly. Tonight, mm-hmm. he was okay. He's fine. But that fine's going to be five goals. And that's, that's not good. So that's where the puck management thing hurts you when you don't have outstanding goaltending. Yeah. So... That's an that's you know that's an issue. Um, I I would go Grizzly just because he's another puck mover, mm-hmm. and like you said, he's he's gonna get you know beat up, and they're gonna run him and everything. And I got you know okay, but he's got fresh legs, and he's another guy um, that you can throw in there. Four boards not really doing enough to warrant it, and he missed a lot of time. Yeah, and he just steps in and 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 plays in the postseason. I don't think he's that type of guy. Like I think he needs some time to settle in. So I think you throw Grizzlik in there too. Uh, yeah, sure, throw Luko in there. You know, take Freddie out or whatever. And and Loco will give you some legs and some skating. And you know he'll be pesky. Just yeah, like, he'll you know, pesky and he'll hit. Guitar. Yeah, I mean he'll run yeah, around. Throw him in there. What the hell? Yeah. You know, I mean, again, it's the fourth line. What the hell. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, and now chirp number seven. Big hits around the league. Uh, last night, Bunting on Cernak. Bunting was suspended three games. McCabe on Essamont. And then it was uh, Dumba on that big hit on Pavelski. He'll be out a while. No sick on stall with the elbow to the nose. Clean, dirty thoughts?
1: Uh, the Bunting one was, was definitely dirty. Like, yeah. Cernak wasn't even looking high elbow to the head Uh mm-hmm. A dirty play from a dirty player. And all these Maple Leaf fans are like, I love this even more than the fact that first they were like, oh, you know, Bunting breeze on a guy and gets a penalty, you know, well, Ori elbows him in the head and gets a penalty. <laughs> right. um, but then they're like, oh, if Vander Kane last year ran somebody from behind and broke their wrist and only got one game, and this guy, he gets three for that. Well, broken wrist versus scrambled brains, one versus three. Yeah. How about yeah. that? Yeah, uh, so, uh, yeah, the Bunting yeah. hit was dirty. Uh, 100%. McCabe on Essamont. I thought uh, it looked very iffy. Like, that was borderline to me because he came kind of blindside. He went through his chest, and but he finished, like, shoulder to chin and then right. other shoulder. So it was yeah. chin first and then the other shoulder. So I feel right. like that was right on the edge um, of, of being dirty. And then the Dumba hit on Pavelski I thought was a good hit. I mean it was a it was a check to the chest. Uh he didn't see it coming. You know, he just had the puck. Um you know, it's the playoffs. Uh he, he Pavelski being one of their best players no should know that he's going to be hit there. I mean, right. you know, that's what the de- defense is out there to do is is to bang guys, especially yeah. the best players on the other team. Uh so I thought that was, you know, clean but unfortunate, obviously. Yeah, sure. You know, you don't want to see anybody, you know, out for long periods of time or anything like that. Right. But, um, you know, I thought, I thought it was a, a you know, a clean hockey play.
0: Yeah. Uh, I thought Nosek was a little bit of a chicken wing to the, that that's going to get a fine or something.
1: I'm I think sure. so. It, you Is know, if you watched, if there. you watched Stall though, he 100% tried oh, to sell it yeah. because he, he jumped, jumped in the air.
0: In the air. <laughs> he did. Yeah. he, ju- he, he so jumped. He jumped
1: in the air in the air. And then yeah. he's looking around like, right. Come yeah. on, dude. Yeah.
0: You're six yeah. fucking five
1: or whatever. Right. Like, yeah. come on.
0: That's going to be like a $25, whatever the, whatever the allotment <laughs> is. 2500 bucks. Yeah. You know, I mean, knows.
1: yeah. host. Right. I, I yeah. mean, I think Nosek was going in to hit, and then Stahl did a pretty nice job of kind of avoiding the check. So he kind of mm-hmm. stopped and pulled back. And I think because he did that, Nosek still wanted to get a piece of him and kind of, you yeah. know. It's a kind of reaction play where you kind of stick the you know shoulder elbow out to try to still get a piece sure. of the guy. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he'll probably yeah. he'll probably catch a little fine for that, but I don't think it was intentionally head hunting or anything like that. I just think he was trying to hit him and Stalk did a nice job of kind of avoiding the check and then you know else yeah. got a piece. Yeah,
0: here's here's the thing that the NHL is going to end up doing, and I'm not saying I agree with it, and I and I get the playoff hockey and the hitting and the. In the you know sometimes hard hits, even though people get injured are just hard hits because it's a physical game. so I get that I'm I'm on that bandwagon mm-hmm. but they're gonna they're gonna at some point, just like the crackback block in football, they're gonna get rid of that blind side. Well they're, they hit. they're not supposed
1: to you're not supposed to be able to blindside hit people now but they they right. don't really enforce the rules. They don't. So uh that so
0: the hit is is going to be eliminated. Yeah,
1: I mean eventually. yeah. Yeah. I mean it 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 is it's it is that I mean that was one thing that you could say maybe, you know. I mean he was coming from the side, so that's probably why they say it's not a blindside hit cuz you could right. still see him kind of out of the corner of your eye right. or whatever but um yeah, I do. I do think the those hits will be kind of outlawed, you know, as yeah. as we go forward because they're trying to phase fighting out too.
0: Yeah. So, so whenever you go east west, when a guy's going north south, you know that's going to be heavily looked at, and and they're going to try to eliminate that uh, at some point. I I would assume. Uh, but you're right; they have to enforce this, <laughs> and the and the officiating is so ridiculously inconsistent. It, it's incredible. Some of the some of the, you know. Gouda completely mugs Marshand in front of the net yeah and then they call some idiotic you know trip on on Lindholm, which was just like egregiously bad well you, know, you can uh, mug a guy in front of the net yeah but then when you when you fake you fake trip a guy that that's two minutes like, yeah I mean he he tackled
1: them yeah. first he tackled him going into the boards just tackled yes. him tackle and him. then and yeah. then they get back to the front of the net and he gives him a punch and tackles him again and then gives him a shove when he's down and you know, that's not a penalty apparently. No no no, no such thing as interference. But then they call oh, like man. a weak, you know, the the weak trip at center ice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or the or the like the cross check on McAvoy in game one that was, you know, basically like a light shove to, to his pants oh, and God, the guy he, and he falls down like he was killed. Like that's a yeah. that's a team known for diving. So yeah. I don't know why they're getting away with some of this shit with no. with uh you know, with the with the referees. I think Montgomery should call him out. I think you should be like, look.
0: You do a Craig Berube and call him out.
1: I think you should. I think you should be like, look, Stahl jumped in the air. You can call it an elbow if you want to, but he jumped in the air. The The other guy in game one fell down on purpose when he was barely shoved. Ekpalad dove tonight, like ridiculously dove um, on the the cross check when um, uh, I can't even remember who was coming in board, I think was coming in yeah. and then uh, you know they they take some somebody takes exception to that and then there's yeah. you know a scrum bakes out but Ekblad's lying on the ground laughing his ass off while everybody's yeah. scrumming around him because he dove I mean dove. clear as day yeah. so t- I think Montgomery should call them out on it call them out on it
0: yeah, I'm with you. Call, call, yeah, I, I think that would be a, a really good move because then you'll start to get some calls because that's how it works. Uh, all right, DraftKings Sportsbook, Boston's hometown sportsbook, is live right here in Massachusetts. Bet local on all your favorite sports from the comfort of your own home with DraftKings. To celebrate, all new customers will receive up to $200 in bonus bets when you sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook using code ITR. You can now bet local on money lines, spreads, props, and more with one of America's top-rated sports. DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and sign up with the code ITR to get up to $200 in bonus bets to use now that mobile sports betting is live in Massachusetts. That's code ITR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. If you or a loved one is
1: experiencing problems with gambling, call 800-327-5050 or visit helplinema.org to speak with a trained specialist free and confidentially 24-7. 21 plus, physically present in mass, eligibility restrictions apply, subject to regulatory licensing requirements, eligibility and deposit restrictions apply, Opt-in required, bonus issued as free bets, terms at draftkings.com slash MA.
0: All right, beauties and benders uh, for this game too. And first, uh, the beauties. And beauty number three was Uncle Nick Fellino. Gonna love you, eh? They're gonna be loving you from dawn until dusk. You know, Fliggy was pretty good tonight. Had an assist. He was—he was, he was uh, actually even in a game that where everybody seemed to be a negative. He—he uh, he did. He actually did pretty well. He played twelve fifteen of ice time. Had a shot on goal. Had an assist. Uh, and then. You know, at the end of the night, got into it with Forsling For Forsling yeah. no part of it. No. Uh Felino wanted to rip his head out and his throat out <laughs> at the same time. And uh and, and I think that'll be revisited. Yeah. Uh and uh you know, I think he did what he needs to do on the fourth line and, and enough to keep him in the lineup.
1: Yeah, he had five hits too. Uh, so he had a lot, uh, and he had more jump tonight than he did in Game One. And he was one of the guys that was dealing with the flu, uh, you know, the illness and whatever. Uh, so he looked uh, he looked quick tonight. He looked good uh, in the time that he was out there, and and you know they need him to I, to uh, continue to do that. I think because Frederick had uh, kind of a rough game. You did see Fliggy there in the third line a little bit, mm-hmm. um, you know, towards the end. So you could see that. Uh probably in game three, I wouldn't be so, surprised if if it's Hall, Coyle, and Felino on uh on the third line and then Loco comes in for Frederick on the fourth line.
0: Yeah, I think you could see that as well. Um all right, beauty number two, Tyler Bertuzzi, the grease ball. And I love you, eh? <laughs> They're gonna be loving you from dawn until dusk. I think I I think I'm doing this as a beauty just for the nickname alone given to him by Brad Marchand, the Greaseball. Yeah, Uh, Bertuzzi. A couple of turnovers early in the game, but again, he scored a goal, and he did at the end of the game what what Tyler Bertuzzi can only do. He's tremendously talented, and then he'll he'll fight you. Yeah, be he'll also be a little little rugrat too. So, uh, and he was he was getting into it at the end of the game. So that's the type of thing that. Bertuzzi brings in the type of thing that will really endear him to Bruins fans.
1: Oh, yeah. He's a fan favorite already. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you ask Bruins fans right now um, if they wanted you to sign Tyler Bertuzzi long term, you get like 99% of people would. Would. Would, I,
0: uh, I, I, would. I smell a new poll tomorrow. Would,
1: would be I think 99% of people would <laughs> yeah. be in on that. Yeah. Uh, nice, and, nice, si- nice. And, and sign me up. I'm yeah. one of them. So, yeah. yeah uh, I'm, I'm all in uh, yeah, on Bertuzzi.
0: Uh, all right, and beauty number one is Brad Marshan. Gonna love you, eh? They're gonna be loving you from dawn until dusk. Uh Marci was terrific tonight. He really seemed to find his game. I think that goal, that little cheesy soft goal yep. in game one kinda got him going, kinda made him exhale a little bit. Uh and now he's flying. I mean he's all over the ice. He gets a he gets that turnover right right to the stick and fires home that patented little off foot, you know, shot. Yeah. Um and he was excellent. I thought he was by far the best Bruin on the ice tonight.
1: Yeah, absolutely. 100% agree. Uh, he tried. He tried with Bergeron not there to to bring the team along. and, and, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, But he had a lot of passengers tonight. So uh, not yeah. his fault. But, uh, you know, it's good to see him, uh, you know, get back to, you know, finding his game a little bit and, and, you know, doing things the right way for him. So hopefully that continues to carry over through the rest of the series.
0: Yeah. Bruce Cassidy, if if he's ever paying any attention at all, was like, boy, it, take, it took 84 games, but this is the type of shit I had to deal with.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, we'll go to some benders now. Uh, had a lot to choose from tonight, honestly. Uh, but bender number three is Charlie McAvoy. i have a bender. Uh, minus player tonight. Um, some bad turnovers. The turnover led to the fourth goal. Uh, you can't fault him on the on the crossbar that would have would have tied the game. But uh, you know, lately, he just he's not making great decisions with the puck. Even on the empty net goal that Florida scored, he had to play on his forehand down the wall, down the left wing boards to somebody uh, low in the in the left wing boards, and and tries to go back against the grain to Marchand, who has a guy on him. Right. And they strip Martianne of the puck and, and go down and score an empty net goal. So he's just, he's not making great decisions with the puck right now. And it's been going on for a little while. Uh, the, he really needs to find his game um, and, and, and get back to being confident with the puck. He had another play with, with a three on two where he was looking past all the way had a shot, should have taken it. He had guys going to the net for rebounds and he passes to the slot and it gets broken up and they don't get anything Mm -hmm. out of it. So he's just not making great decisions with the puck right now. And and he really needs to, to be better if the Bruins are going to advance.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think on the plane, I think they get it. They have to take their intern, have him cut up the, the video and say, okay, here, here, here are all the bad turnovers and all the alternate plays you could have made. And I think McAvoy is a, prime example of trying to do too much with the puck when you just make the simple play mm-hmm. like just make the simple play and they don't they're not doing that enough and there's been so many how about brandon carlo taking a shot where M- 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 masha and standing by himself in the slot like, ready for a one-timer. Mm-hmm. And Carlo flips in a shot into the glove. Like, really, Brandon? Yeah, that, like, that was a play, and Brandon there was himself. another
1: There was another play in, in the first where DeBrusque, they had kind of, uh, they got a turnover, and they had kind of a two-on-one, and uh, DeBrusque, you know, he's in a good shooting area, and you want DeBrusque to score goals. But he had Martian off the far post that if he just mm-hmm. slides it to him, it's a tap-in. Yeah. Tap-in. It's a tap-in. And, yeah. uh, you know, he shoots it low glove or low blocker or whatever, and, and, yeah. and Lion makes a save. Yeah, um, you can see Marcian kind of makes yeah, a Yeah, he, like, he just kind of, like, Christ. looks to the ceiling, yeah. like, both times. He's Jesus like, guys, I'm fucking hot. Like, give me the Christ. goddamn puck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. just, like, get it to him. Yeah. When he's feeling it, yeah. give it to him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, a couple of missed opportunities there, but – um you know, things happen when you, when you have a, have a terrible game.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those, are type, those are the types of things that happen. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. Okay. Here we go. Bender number two, Hampus Lindholm. i a bender. Uh, he hasn't been good in either game. Uh, no. And I hope it's not like afraid of getting hit in the playoffs, but it, Kind of looks that way to
0: doesn't me. Doesn't it look it that way, though? Doesn't it, it, it look
1: it that way? He's very fidgety. He looks a little jumpy back there. Yeah. He doesn't look as yeah. smooth. He doesn't look as confident. He's looking like I want to get rid of the puck <clears throat> uh, a little bit sooner than I should. Right. Um, you know, not making uh, the plays aren't as crisp, aren't as good. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, a little jumpy back there, and it has me a little bit concerned it does. That, he's, that he's worried about getting smacked, and, and he's getting rid of it. Uh, quicker than you should, you know, sometimes you got to take a hit to make a play Hampus. Uh, so um, we need you to be better and we need mm-hmm. Charlie to be better mm-hmm. and we need Vorlov to be better. So if you guys are going to play, you know, 20 plus minutes a night, um, we need you all to be better. Yeah. All they to do. be better.
0: They, they, Cause they start the breakouts. They, they start the, you know, start the offense, start the transition. And if they keep turning it over, then there's going to be big problems. Mm-hmm. So they they need to. Uh, but I, I noticed that too. Look really jittery. Like look really nervous.
1: And he was a minus times. three tonight too. By the way.
0: Yeah. Christ. Yeah. Not so
1: really. you know he what he lead the league in plus minus and minus three tonight. He did. He was plus so, fifty. Yeah. So yeah. I mean he he really needs to he really needs to be better. Uh, and, and hopefully maybe it's a, maybe it's the illness. Maybe that's all it is, is he's ill and he feels like if he gets hit, he's going to throw up on somebody or shit down (laughs) his pants. I mean, I don't know. know Uh, hopefully I'm grasping at straws here, but we, we need something to make us feel a little bit better about the way they played. Yeah. Uh, all right. And Bender number one, David Krejci.
0: I'm a Bender.
1: Just, just. Just hasn't been, hasn't been playoff crutch, you know, everybody's wanting, wanting playoff crutch, looking for playoff crutch. Um, You know, I think Monty said he had like a twinkle in his eye or whatever, you know, going into the playoffs. Well, um, you know, get that back or, you know, give me some of that. We need something Uh, because he he's been, you know, pretty much invisible over the course of the first two games. You haven't said anything like, oh, crazy, you know. It's just, you know, a couple things here and there on the power play. But other than that, uh, you haven't seen much from him, and we need more from him. Uh, we yeah. need more from him. So, um, you know, hopefully he can get things going here. But, uh, yeah, he wasn't good tonight at all.
0: You know, I, I was thinking of this tonight because originally we had a chirp about uh, Paul Maurice going with Alex Lyon again. Yeah, um, and he he came out with those comments to say he thought Lyon played really really well and like yeah gave him an A plus him. A plus gushed about him, uh, and it seemed to work because tonight Lyon was terrific. Yeah, like he, he was. was excellent. He and was. He the two goals were essentially the t- bad turnover that he couldn't he can't stop that no one can stop that and then the Bertuzzi off his foot and in. Yeah, other than that, he he was terrific. Tonight. Yeah, I mean was, the hall goal wasn't great, but it was the game was over.
1: Yeah, the game was over. I mean, and, and he, you know, he made the the big saves at the big times. You know, he makes a glove save on Pasta on a one timer. Um, you know, he did it in game in game one. He made two huge saves on two on ones uh, mm-hmm. to keep Florida in it. You know, Florida could have been down. They could have, Florida could have easily have lost game one six one like the Bruins lost six three in this one. I mean, sure. Uh, but but he's been good so far. So you know he's kind of um you know outplayed Almark well clearly yeah, tonight.
0: Certainly did tonight. Yeah. Yeah, certainly did tonight. <clears throat> um but yeah. All right. Next game is Wednesday, uh April the uh no, it's not it's Friday. Yeah. April the twenty first. Game three at Florida. Uh that'll be game three. Uh we'll see some lineup changes I'm sure and we'll keep an eye on, on those. And then the Bruins affiliates, both in the playoffs, Providence Bruins and the Maine Mariners. The Providence Bruins will begin their series on April 28th. They're waiting for their opponent. That's to be decided. And the Maine Mariners will begin Friday night at Reading uh, in their quest to win and the ECHL playoffs. So both, uh, both affiliates had a really good season this year. Uh, and we wish them both well. We've had Terrence Wallen on. Uh, and he got a two-year extension. He did. We have to, we have to mention that. Yes, yeah. Uh, we were happy for him that he was able to hang on for two more years.
1: Yeah. Congrats, uh, Terrence. And and we also had Michael DiPietro on, the goalie there, and and uh, he'll be getting some time in the playoffs. So, sure. you know, best of luck to him and, and all the yeah. Maine Mariners and, uh, and also to the Providence Bruins.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, go to InsideTheRink.com for Bruins Benders merchandise. Follow us at Bruins Benders on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Download the Inside the Rink app for hockey news. Uh, we are also on TikTok and down and uh, subscribe to the Inside the Rink YouTube page. And we'll get uh, all the episodes and other content from the Bruins Benders podcast. Please rate and review on Apple and subscribe on all the podcast platforms. Sign up for ESPN Plus at InsideTheRink.com slash ESPN and download the DraftKings Sportsbook and use code ITR. And we will be back for Game 3 recap on Friday night after Game 3 in Florida. We appreciate everyone listening, and have a great night. Go Bruins.
1: Yeah, we need a big rebound in Game 3. Let's go Bruins.